No, when you saw that, I actually screamed because my cousin, he, my dad said things gonna start at 4 p.m. sharp. My cousin came at 3:59. You know who was waiting? My mom with questions. I said, "That's crazy. What a setup! <laughs> <laughs> what a setup!" I hate it had to be. He looked straight at me. I was like, "Bro, that's tough." Because he's like, he's like 30, 31. And my mom, my mom be pressing, bro. You just came by yourself? My mom was looking outside. I'm like, Mom, who will be waiting Not in the car? outside, bro. <laughs> like, who's going to be waiting in the car? Stop it. Don't do that to him. He hired somebody to destroy episode of after dinner conversation i guess we call this the after dinner special yep yeah that sounds like an ep low-key like a mixtape after dinner special i feel like somebody did that before no no late night special kirk knight yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Corey knows Corey knows Corey knows yeah. uh blessed and happy to be here how y'all doing man how we living they've been she's been asking for y'all it's gonna be a long check-in it's gonna be a long check-in <laughs> Whole episodes to check in. Nah, but I've been uh, I've been good. Um, this is a rare catch me on camera, you know, catch me being social type of event only for the pod. Um, now that I've been a recluse the past couple months, just going through a lot of transitions and just I I needed to really focus on um what what I had in front of me. If that makes sense, sometimes you gotta you know be in solitude and and put your head down, go to work, um, transition to a new city new program, uh, new workplace, uh, all at the same time. So I had to, you know, take some time to like figure out, um, figure out like how I was going to do that to the best of my capabilities, of course, but also just figure out like how I got to this point and then mm-hmm. how to move forward, like from this, from where I am now in this platform, this new situation and where I am and stuff like that. A lot of reflection. But if you listen to that pod, you know that that's a part of who I am. So Thanks. <laughs> I've been good. I've been good. It's just been a lot of, a lot of work. I feel that. I've been high, yo. I feel like this whole working and stuff has been like a transition. Because mm-hmm. um, we were talking about this earlier, like trying to turn my brain off from work doesn't always happen. Like this morning I woke up, I was like, Dad, I work tomorrow. And I already scheduled me with somebody at 9 a.m. about something I was working on, like right before Thanksgiving. But my boss told everybody to get off on Wednesday. So I was like, all right, we'll all get off. But in my head, in the back of my head, I kind of want this done soon. So. It's been, it's been good. Like, I feel like the last, especially the last few weeks have been really good. Everything's been smooth. Um, whole fam is in good health. Everybody eating right. You know, can't can't complain too much. Can't complain. It's just going to be a busy holiday season. It's going to be a busy holiday season. That's it. True. It's an expensive holiday season. Right, yo. Like, it hit me the other day. I got to I gotta figure out what I'm getting my, my godson for Christmas. Like, I had no in the back of my head. I have, like, a few ideas, but I need to actually purchase them. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm trying to, like, order everything I need for like kids and stuff that I need to get for Christmas before like December 10th. I'm not trying to run into no shipping problems and back order and oh Amazon brought it to the wrong house. Uh, UPS said it delivered it. Here's a picture. The picture's not even the house. I, I can't do none of that this year. I just I got a very small window to drop off gifts. So I just need to get it, drop off and do it. Cause you know the holidays for the kids at this point for the most part. How old your guy son? He's one. Okay. Yeah, he turned one. Yeah, so that's you know that's a little slight. You know what I'm saying? We can be flexible with the gift. Clothes wise, he's gonna outgrow it. Toy wise, he'll get tired of it. So, you know, he's gonna play with whatever it gets happened. But yeah. once he once he gets to the age where he like nine or ten, you know, then we could start doing a little more custom things. You know, you can actually get him shoes that I know he's not gonna OD dirty up. Like I can't. I see nine I, and ten. That's prime dirtying age. It, it is, yo. But you know, <laughs> you if you have multiple shoes, you know he can. You know he's okay, gonna have his place. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was sitting there today. I seen my cousin actually. They had got him like some Air Maxes and some Jays. I was like, yo, who's buying this kid Air Maxes and Jays? I seen some like 
on the sneakers app. I'm like, this boy was gonna be running in dirt. I'm not buying him. I don't care if the Jay's only thirty dollars. He's gonna get the the Skechers finest, the Skechers elite. Like, hey, go mess those up in the in the grass. Oh shoot! But nah, I'm good, man. But you know, Thanksgiving was just by the time to hear this episode, maybe three days ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Recording. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um, it was a very interesting holiday season, right? I feel like this is probably the calmest Thanksgiving I've seen on social media in like five years. I think I generally only saw like a few plates. I could count them on my hand. I mean, I wasn't on like Twitter like that or Instagram like that, but I could see like on a, in my hand. Was, I only saw a couple of plates. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta do. I gotta do. The, we didn't do the check in yet. We didn't do. Oh. I didn't do. I didn't do my check in, and I didn't let them know to go like. Rate, review, subscribe. So hold on, we got to do. Oh, oh, light it up, then go. Go ahead, let me sit back. So um, now we got to do the. Make sure we do everything beforehand. So make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe. This is the Thanksgiving special of After Dinner Conversations. We're back at the dinner table here um, having this conversation. But uh, we do have a new season coming early 2022. So make sure you follow us on Instagram to keep updated on what is to come again on Instagram at AD Convos on Instagram at AD Convos. Make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, we appreciate it and it helps us continue to grow. Um, my little quick check-in before I give it back over to Steven. Um, okay. Life has been good. Money man. Uh, new city, bigger city. Um, Maryland has welcomed me with open arms. No, I'm not in the DMV. Um, <laughs> but I'm here. Um, it's been super busy. Uh, full-time school, full-time work. Super busy. But um, I got an amazing uh, group of people around me. So it's been it's been super dope. I'm happy to be in transition, man. I'm one of those people that loves the journey. And this journey is really crazy right now. And so I'm just glad to be a part of it and, and stay focused. So I'm excited to be back here. I definitely miss the pod and miss these dudes. So um, this conversation is going to be super dope. I'm waiting to come back in 2022. So y'all hear us, you know, as frequently as y'all used to. And we get back at it. So Back to Thanksgiving, man. I hope you had a really happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. Let's get it. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, eat well, be well, live well. I feel like I feel like this Thanksgiving was it felt it was better than the ones I've had in the past few years. I feel like even though it was really small, like it was just my family and then my uncle's family, his kids, and everything. And then one of my uncles came too. Um, but this is one of the first Thanksgiving where I, I didn't get like, you know, when I go for alcohol, I don't get no side out or nothing. It was kind of like, oh, go ahead, you know, do your thing, grown man. I'm, I, I felt appreciated. You know, I feel like I finally did graduate from that table. I already, I've been left the table, but the the, the, the cup was still water and or ginger ale. So I feel like it, it was good. But I mean, I'm excited to talk about, you know, what type of foods we were seeing during Thanksgiving? What type of place was he seeing? Good place, man. How, what was he seeing, man? I mean, while I wasn't home for the holidays, I did get the pictures and videos and stuff like that. You know, family always got to keep you cool. Always. Yeah. So I mean, it was still valid. It's just that my my mom actually had to work Thanksgiving morning, so my brothers had to take over um, the cooking responsibilities. And you know, they're they're young Jamaican men, so they, they did the work for themselves. So I was happy. Amen. Um, I might want to talk about the stuff you see on social media because that's just that's just a wide range and we're not wide range, wide range. Some ups, some down, mostly downs, more more than ups, but that's okay. You know, everyone tries their best on this. Time. Mostly downs, more than ups. Honestly, I didn't I didn't see that many on social media. Um, I've been on here and there on Instagram, so I saw some of the plates. I saw I saw a lot of good stuff. Um, the other things I think on my end. Thanksgiving isn't back in full swing quite yet um, in terms of, you know, like the big family feast throwdown where everybody, you know, comes together and this auntie brings that and my mom brings this and, and everything else. I think it's sort of still, you know, let's just stay in the household for this year. And then, you know, yeah. next year, you know, hopefully it gets bigger. So I think, you know, mine was definitely toned down, but the food is the food is always hitting. Mm -hmm. I don't care if the, the plate got, you know, five items or 15, the food is always hitting. Um, so I was glad to be home and, and get a plate. I saw some of them friends giving plates. I don't know because I like certain items and I feel like all these plates have like a little bit of this and like a little teaspoon mm -hmm. of that. I'm like, bro, just 
it's not even fun no more. You, you know, you know what the problem is? Like, not want to say the problem, mm-hmm. but like when you're doing the Friendsgiving, you need to be like, you need to know how many people is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. the first Thanksgiving I went to, shout out to Sav. Like me and my mom made like a big ass like pot of jollof, like enough. Like I think it was like thirty or forty heads. It was enough for everybody. Like people got take like leftovers and stuff like that. But it's like if you didn't know how many people was coming, then mm-hmm. on principle you got to be skimped. Like you over here taking just one piece of jerk chicken mm. when you when you really wanted three you know what i'm saying okay that and makes so sense like, you just but the thing is like when you get invited to like one i don't think people constantly be like yo how many people are coming and of course even how many they tell you is it gonna really be those 20 or 30 people yeah so i feel like it's just one of those things but it's because it's tough like if you don't you can make good food but if you don't got enough of it you know you want to be you know um nice yeah. to the people let them get their bite the 30 to 40 is a lot of heads. I might be exaggerating the number. But no, I no, no like I mean, but I, but I feel like I've seen ones with 30 to 40 people. And I'm just like, bro, like, I mm. love Thanksgiving and seeing as many people as I can. But yeah. 30 to 40, like you said, you only get like one little chicken leg. You get, you know, a little bit of this. So, mm-hmm. and the food at hers was bomb, though. So, shout out to her. yeah, it was bomb. It was okay. bomb. That's what's up. But shout out to everybody that didn't know I was home. I like it that way. Ah! <laughs> Let me stop. Um, now, nah, what's the next yeah. question? Um, I was gonna, I was, we was gonna talk about, um, and t- so this question I had, even when we was talking before the pod, um, because I was talking, to, I can't remember who I was talking about, but we was talking about like food at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And is there actually like a unique food that you only have at Thanksgiving, like outside of turkey, if you even eat turkey, mm-hmm. like? Is there something unique that only happens for y'all on Thanksgiving, right? Like, would you would you see the same food at like an outdoor and low key, or would you see the same food like cookout to an extent? Of course, because you know we we in the Northeast, so we can't grill some of the things we probably want to grill. But is there an actual food that y'all only have on Thanksgiving, mm. or is it just the collections of the food? Probably collections. Not particularly. I mean, they usually make some. Typical Jamaican stuff. You probably do mm-hmm. it if you feel like it, but not anything that's like, oh, this day is coming. I can only yeah. eat this. No, nothing like that. Maybe dessert, soup, potato pie. I would never eat that any, any other time of the year. Dear. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely sweet potato pie. Besides Christmas. So I think like when I'm thinking of this question, I'm putting like Both Thanksgiving and Christmas together. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like obviously turkey but ham as well i don't think ham is usually just like a sunday mm-hmm. dinner um and a lot of people i'm not really one that does pork that much anyway so i think ham has probably got cut out cut out of a lot of um dinners yeah. in recent years but ham definitely mike said a lot of the desserts um but yeah i think just really like the collection of food right like, i think mm-hmm. usually at most events regardless of how big it is you usually get like one or two meats, one or two sides, one or two vegetables. And that's pretty much it. I think when you have Thanksgiving, you know, you got cabbage, collard greens, uh, green beans, mm-hmm. you know, some type of vegetable melody. Yeah. Like you got, you got every, got a toast salad. Um, you got mashed potatoes, rice, pasta salad. Like you just have a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. roast beef, turkey, chicken, and, you know, some people some people really do it up. And I think depending on your culture, obviously, you know, that extends it a little bit. So I think that that range and maybe some people on Sunday, they just got that many options to choose from. But that ain't that's not been my experience where I think Thanksgiving and Christmas and maybe one or two cookouts in the summer where it's just this big smorgasbord. But mm-hmm. that's not really something that happens on a regular. What about Easter? Low key um I well, would include, more like a family like more family like a tighter family i know usually but i would include easter and maybe even new year's eve like those little new year's brunches okay. type of yeah. things mm-hmm. that people do but i think it's at most six days out of the year so we do I agree. what are we doing thanksgiving christmas easter new year's I, I want to say one or two big celebrations, like something's yeah, happening. Maybe Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll, yeah, seven, six or seven at most, you okay. know, throughout the year. Okay. I agree with that because when I think about like, I guess the unique food or like food I only really eat at Thanksgiving, ham was one. And it's not even at every Thanksgiving. Like, I think last year it was ham, there was ham this year, but I don't think we had it two years ago. 
So it's like whoever's if you're making it, if you're making it, if it's not there, it's whatever. Um, turkey, of course, that goes without said. But my dad only makes lasagna around Thanksgiving time mm. slash Christmas. So around that range, any other time of year, he doesn't make it. So I think that's the one. Of, I guess that's the only food I like. I always had. I look forward to. I look forward to all food. But I know, like, I'm not gonna eat this again till next year. <laughs> and and there's no. I don't think there's really a reason behind it besides maybe it takes some. It takes some a while because it does take some time prepping and everything. But he literally, unless he, Thanksgiving comes, he makes it. Maybe Christmas he make it again, like in a smaller portion, just with our family. And outside of that, is like you know we're not seeing that again for another year. But I was curious because people, I always think about how people say, oh my God, I can't wait for Thanksgiving food. But it's like, you had mac and cheese last week. You had collard greens two weeks ago. Like you had dumplings, you had shake. Like you had all these foods. So I guess maybe it's all together of just being there with people eating that food. But it's like, we've had this food all the time. Unless you're just eating like, I don't know, like salads every other day. I can't help with that. Yeah. But so. I think I think Thanksgiving also allows the people in your family that are that have a specialty to bring out that specialty, right? Mm. So I've, I might have had, you know, Chick-fil-A mac and cheese two weeks ago, which is good, right? But I didn't have auntie's mac and cheese two Jeez. weeks ago, or I, I didn't have so-and-so fried chicken, right? I might have had Popeye's two weeks ago. Yeah. But like, I think you really get the best of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super dope because it's like, some days you're like, who made, who made the yams? Right. Who made yeah. who made the to- um, who made the pasta salad? But I think Thanksgiving, you sort of know, like, oh, I, I know I know grandma made the stuffing. Right. So, you you know, it's going to be good. I think that's also a different element to it. Yeah. And okay. okay. um, last food question. Do you have a, like a food you can do without on Thanksgiving? Turkey. I like turkey because meat, right? I, was, I, 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 I agree like, with like, Mike. Like other poultries, sometimes they're just too dry and they're mm. not good. Depends on who's making it. I can do that. Um, I don't eat cranberry sauce. That's not something. Uh, there was no, there was no on the table this year, Mike. Was, uh, <laughs> you had to let that one go. There's it only two families here and nobody got that energy. I mean, you, have to, you just buy it, I guess, but anybody really care like that. Well, I'm not eating cranberry with poultry and rice and <laughs> like this. That don't make, I don't know what it, what's it's even for. Um, you, can, you can say that. Um, I'm not a big eater. I'm I'm, I'm gonna start capping. Like I, I usually I eat anything else that's on the table. Mm-hmm. I'll try it at least, you know. For me, I mean I'll eat it. Like I ate it um, on Thursday. It's probably ham low key. Like I'm never craving ham in any capacity. It's really but, important that too, so. Yeah, but like it's one of those things like at Thanksgiving when somebody's like standing by a food cut in it and they like offer it to me, uh, to me it's already like a given. You already cut the piece thinking it's gonna, I'm gonna eat it. So you just throw it on the plate, it's, it's gonna get eaten. <laughs> so I, I like that. But as we were talking, I just had a random question in my head. I was like, I've, I'm actually curious to see like a vegan Thanksgiving of what's on the table. Sure. Want that. <laughs> so what? Sure that, my vegan one the next year. We should, doing. we should, because I'm very curious what like what that table would look like. But yeah. conversation. Well I, mean, well, I think I mean, but if you think about it, there's so many like substitutes now. There is. That's why I'm really, I'm really curious to see what it yeah. will look like. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like. Yeah. Like I've seen so many, like even when we was, I was in Baltimore, like seeing so many vegan restaurants. I've seen a lot more up here. There's a ton of New York, everywhere. There's vegan popping up everywhere. So I feel like there's enough substitutes for every, everything someone would have wanted. Yeah. They could have that, but I want to see it like visually, like somebody break down, like okay, this is this alternate, or even if it's not an alternate, this is like something like vegan, just like a only vegan dish. Like there's no yeah. chicken alternative to that. So I'm curious. I guess that's something I gotta ask somebody. So, mm-hmm. I, I did have a question though. Like, I know we we getting a little bit older. So, when we start having our families um, in near future, I should say, um, do y'all plan on hosting Thanksgiving <laughs> near future? <laughs> that could be anywhere between three to five years. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's still three to ten years. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I like that range better. You know what's funny, yo? You, Mike, it's a good thing you brought up that question because while I was helping my dad prepare the lasagna for Thanksgiving, he he was talking and he's like, twenty twenty three. I was like, what? It's like the whole family were coming, we're coming to Kentucky, and you're gonna host Thanksgiving. I'm like, why are you just creating things? Like, <laughs> like just 
<laughs> just do this out there. Say, twenty yeah, we're all gonna come down for a week. You're gonna host. You know, you could, we're gonna prepare. Blah blah blah. I'm like, bro. Like, yeah, I was. Thinking, I'm like, listen, we get into that age. Like, you know, those those hosting responsibilities are gonna fall on us really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And we got a little family, and they're like, hey, they tired of cooking. All of our elders are tired of cooking. They just want to show up. This one, <laughs> Mike. They just want to show up and drink. That's all they, they want to do. Sit down, you know, look at the grandkids, do all that fun stuff. What I tell, what I tell you, when uh, my uncles came, the way these dudes sprinted to the bar, I me and my cousin was just looking at them, like, look at these kids, yo, like, <laughs> could not wait to drink with their best friends, running to the bar, bro. But yeah, I, so to answer Corey's question directly, assuming I'm, I end up hosting in 2023, my real host, like not the one that just got thrown on me three days ago, I want to say it'll probably be 2024, 2025. I feel like at that point, I'll probably be more established and know whether like where i'm living and what i'm doing like i feel like by then if i don't have a house i have a much more permanent place of residence mm-hmm. um and so that's what i want to say but in terms of family kids hosting thanksgiving we that's me i don't know i don't know i'll leave that to y'all to host the, the big family with your family thanksgiving and the little baby kids running around and everything now if you're hosting you gonna cook all that food you and your yeah. wife, you're not gonna cook that all that food for all the people. No, we for sure we is, but I think the thing is, it's like, I, like when I watch my mom cook, sometimes I haven't fully created that timer in my head to be cooking like four things at once. I can do two. Yeah, she. I can maybe cook. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, all right, there's things like like we have a toaster, like the air fryer oven. Shout out, Jake. So it's like, all right, she got this cooking in the air fryer oven. She got these three things on the stove. There's two things cooking simultaneously on the sto- on in the oven, but it, they're on different type of times. So she gotta make sure she checks them, right? And then she's kind of signing up like that level of like like scheduling in your head that you know as soon as I finish this, I gotta go to this one, then this one, and not let anything go out of whack. I don't fully have that yet. Give me one, maybe two things. I'm cool. Once you add three, four, and five, I know like I'm a, I'm not even like I'm gonna forget something. I'm just gonna mess something up. Cause I'm I'm a slow the way I'm a slow eater I'm a slow cooker like I'm, I take my time I make sure everything's coming out good I don't like to rush nothing so I know if I'm going slow on everything there's gonna be a problem so that's the one thing I'm worried about but you know it's only cooking with me I think I'll be straight because then I can still do my two and you can handle the other three and then everybody's Gucci so 2025 you said Stephen I said like. Yes, I'll be like a real host. I think I could do, but in terms of hosting with family and kids of my own, there's no timetable for that. You need to talk to management. Who, who's management? God. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have our clip for this episode. And now we have the clip for the episode, yo. <laughs> um, now nah, I think to answer Mike's question. I think even just in the past year or so, I've gotten more comfortable with like flexibility in like life and circumstance. So I think for me, I always was like, I'm going to buy a house at, you know, 27, 28, and I'm going to, you know, get super, super involved in the city. And this is going to be the city that I settle in and raise my family. That timeline keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because now it's like, well, maybe I want to go live abroad for a couple months or a year. Maybe, you know, I want to go try the West Coast for a year. So I think that flexibility won't necessarily allow me to host, right? Because I think because I want to be flexible, that also means I'm trying to keep my possessions to a minimum, right? I don't want to have to get a big U-Haul every time I move. And so I'm not going, I'm not even going to have a pot's to cook this Thanksgiving dinner if I'm on if I'm on my timetable. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm like, dang, this pot is being used. So I can like so like literally yeah. it's just gonna it's just gonna be too small. So I think it, it keeps getting pushed back. So not that I won't necessarily host, but it'll certainly be like a potluck style type of thing. Um because I think it'll just be hey come see this space but I just don't have the ability to to cook this seven course meal which is what it seems like thanksgiving mm-hmm. you know is yeah so. what i will say though is something i would want to do in the next couple of years maybe next two or three even is yeah we got to plan this way ahead of time but we rent out like a nice big ass house for airbnb mad rooms that way nobody gotta drive nowhere nobody gotta go nowhere hopefully big kitchen hopefully got two or three and then we all just cook at that crib drink 
enjoy. That way, like one, we don't really have to clean up crazy because it's not our crib. We don't got to worry about like all the other stuff you have to worry about when it's your house. Mm-hmm. You can kind of like table that at least to the side because it's like not your house and you can just use what you got to use and then go about on your life. I would love to do that because I've talked to people about that and I think it's becoming a thing. Um, it, it just makes it, I think it just makes it easier, especially like let's say everybody is in a different spot. We can all go to a central location and don't got to be somebody's crib and just do that. It just The thing is like it won't have the whole home feel, I guess. Like, you know what I'm saying? So maybe you just got to pick the right crib, but I'm definitely down to do that. Mm. That would be dope. Yeah, that would be dope. It was a good idea. It's a good future planning, I guess. Facts. My well, you and my you ain't off the hook. Don't do that. <laughs> right. Don't do that. I ain't hosting. Mike <laughs> <laughs> said, call him when the dates yo and get the get exactly. involved. I'm showing up. Nah, I don't mind because y'all know me. I host. I just wish I had more space. Um, you saying that quarter, and I mean, we got to move on. But when you saying that quarter, you about to move around stuff like that. I'd be thinking because I have like a lot of cohort members. They're always like, yeah, you know, we just bought this house. It looked nice. Like, damn, I really got to buy a house at some point. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I should probably think about when I'm gonna do that because like it's like, how does that even factor in? Because once you really buy the house, you ain't going nowhere for that's a long time. You know, unless you got that money, you got more. I say unless that's you different. got the money, that's it's supposed not to move, but. But yeah, hopefully that's what I'm aiming for. But yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, that's such a massive thing that, like, you know, you really have to settle down at some point. Or maybe not. Corey doesn't like this convention. <laughs> Corey said we don't got to settle down no time soon. Look, yeah, that's a, I'm, I'm just trying to transition it, man. This is a great transition to the next question. Look, Corey, the way Corey got excited for this, yo, I ain't even like it like that. I ain't like the excitement that was in his voice for that one. What's the next question, Stephen, man? The next question? Hold on, y'all got it. All right. So I think what we were talking about is I think so I think the holiday season, not just Thanksgiving, but the holiday season sort of offers this, you know, question about this pressure, I would say more so to speak, this pressure, romantic pressure about, you know, when you going to settle down, when you going to host to the point Mm -hmm. that we just talked about. Who who did you bring? Who are you came by yourself? um Mm -hmm. so there's there's a lot of those types of questions that happen around the holiday season and so i think we're just trying to figure out you know amongst us and amongst our peers and so on and so forth are we seeing that increased pressure as sort of we start checking off more boxes in life right now college is over you know for the most part people were were working jobs and things like that you know is, is is there increased pressure so i didn't i didn't really experience that much pressure this year but I think it's because it's been a it was a low key Thanksgiving. So I don't know about y'all. Just in the past couple of years, have you seen more pressure? I think in past years I've seen more pressure. I think this year the the order of the quote unquote young adults in the family, I have multiple who precede me, mm. and so now I feel like I'm chilling. Like there's there's a few on the other side of 25, and there's a couple at 30, and there so a lot of them is chilling. So it's like before we get to Stephen. Let's go talk to like well, my cousin's name, the little sound. I'm not gonna include that sound, but I did begin to talk about my cousin Ben with my mom looking outside saying, Where <laughs> where is she hiding? Like, why would she hide outside if he came in by himself? That's a lot going on. But yeah, this year I feel like I was I was really I was chilling. I like I watched my uncles and my mom ask mad questions to other folks and I chill. Um, even like I think even after Thanksgiving, my mom was like pressing my sister, talking about I can't wait for grandkids. And my sister's like, she's talking to you. I'm like, she's damn sure not talking to me. You're the oldest sibling. Like, <laughs> this is not my conversation. She's talking to you. I'm chilling. My mom, like, knows I'm not giving her no kids no time soon. That's a lot to ask for. So, and she said, well, I guess you're not getting none. I'm like, that's a lot going on. That's not my business. But story for a different day. I don't know. I feel like it's something that they want. I think they're, I think, some family members are very cognizant of how that pressure is looked upon. Like, you know, I don't think, I think some know that it doesn't help. Like those things are gonna happen. I think others feel like they they got into their situations from pressure and they're thinking like, okay, if I do the same thing to you, you know, you're gonna commit to it. So I don't know. I know that I, I, this year I was, I was blessed and I got to eat peacefully. Yeah, no, I, was, I think it has increased. Um, I think increased too, I'm not the oldest, child, I guess, in my generation either, but um, I do have a older family members, cousins, brothers who have children, mm-hmm. and that's when it starts rolling down, because now they're getting older, now she's like, you know, my niece is like four now, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, when she's getting a cousin, a who? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for her fate, but fate, <laughs> the oldest cousin, well, <laughs> you know, why there's gonna be an age gap between them, right? Um, time, you know, um, but no, I think the pressure is there. I think that you know, it's just expectation. It's I don't want to say it's equally distributed, but, you know, it's definitely on young men and young women um, and of all families, I feel like sometimes for if, if you get to a certain level, um, whether you go to, you know, whether you go to college or not, it's not really about college, but, you know, you just get to a certain point in your life, get to a certain level of success, you make a certain money, you know, your crypto portfolio looking a little nice, you know, and everybody's like, oh, look, you know, every time he come around, like, he got, you know, his car look nice, he got new clothes on, he watches, you know, but where's, you know, where's your partner at? You know, right. you know, where's your significant other, you know? You're getting too grown talking, telling me you in the club last weekend, you 28 or something like that. You or you're know? at home. I've heard that, yeah, you know, and I'm not saying that on 28 year olds, I'm just saying I've heard that protected on people around that. 20 to 32 uh, age range go, go um, higher bro that gets higher for some folks and the, and the yeah, like they're, and they're upset like that you come and they they're looking they're like come 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 to come to the living room i'm like oh that's that's a conversation for grown folks i'm gonna go back <laughs> i'm gonna go back to the dinner table exactly man so it's out there i mean i think that i don't know i think there's, there's a larger question here too about you know it do you think it's our responsibility as young people to you know procreate and have families you know uh what is it about that you know that that, that having that choice you know mm-hmm. so you have to do that if you're young and you're successful you know you know, successful in terms of like let's say materially successful you can support yourself let's say mm-hmm. you're hopefully in a good mental space um you know like finances are issue here um is really is whether do you want to do that right now do you want yeah. to disrupt whatever you got going for yourself whatever relationship you got with your, your significant other partner or maybe just you know if they're not your partner you know you're having uh it's an appropriate word relations mm-hmm. <laughs> with each other yeah. um you know stuff like that but you know do you really want to disrupt all that uh, to have children, having a child is a lot. Um, you know, I think that pressure is coming up and around, and this is important because it's around this time of year where you actually have to see your family if you like your family. <laughs> if you don't True. like your family, you still go around your family. Um, and like you know, you spend time around them, and they're gonna ask you, like you know, I see you know, I see Bobby. You know, he has cute little kids over. Here. Where are your kids at? <laughs> no, that, that Mike, that was actually the perfect sequence of how that conversation would start. It'd be like, yo, you saw you saw your your cousin's kids. Aren't they so beautiful? Don't you want don't you want to like be like him? And it's like. What are you insinuating here? Like, <laughs> like come out and say it. So, but to your question, before I let Corey jump in, mm-hmm. when you ask, is this our responsibility? Before you had finished what you were going to say in my head, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, that may talk about responsibility. But what you said, I could, I thought you were going to ask, is our like responsibility to like, I guess, quote unquote, cave to the family pressure, if that makes sense. I was going to say See, no. That, that's a conversation about, about social pressure in general. Yes. Do you have to do that? You like, you know, yes. even if you don't want to. But if it's the like other part where you talked about family kisses and all that other stuff, then yes, for me, I feel like mm-hmm. at least there's a responsibility for that, and that responsibility is reminded often. But it's not—it doesn't bother me really, so I take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Corey, we thinking long and hard over there. Nah, yeah, I I've, been, I've, been, I've been listening, <laughs> he, man. I gave he, some good answers. He's trying to figure out how he can escape the question. So when we get our, <laughs> when we get a review back from this podcast. People get a DM. It's like, why didn't Corey answer the question? <laughs> nah, nah. Um, I don't think I've uh, gotten the pressure, at least not directly in recent years. I think similar to Mike, I'm not the oldest in my generation, and there's actually a pretty big gap um, there. So there's already I have a nephew that's 15. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got a nephew that's 15. I got a niece. I have younger cousins that would be like my nieces and nephews based on my generation. Yeah. Um, and so there's really no like need for everybody got grandkids. So there's no, you know, real like, oh, I want my grandkids. So I don't really have that pressure. Um, but also the same thing I get flack for on the pod in terms of or on, or on Instagram talking about tiny houses or prenups. I talk that tiny way at home. Houses. I talk that way at home. So there's no surprise. So like my mom already know that this is I'm screaming. That this is how I am. And <laughs> <laughs> she she thinks she's gonna change it. Oh, when when you fall in love, yeah. All right, mom. Uh, whatever you say, but it's it's nothing it's nothing new and it's not a surprise. So I would I haven't experienced it, but I think for me I've always been a super logical person, um, somebody that tries to plan ahead of time. Mm-hmm. For me, 
Um, God willing, there's no kids outside of wedlock. Um, Amen. There's, you know, no baby mama, baby father drama. There's none. There's none of that. For the um, birds. So, again, I'm not necessarily saying that there's one, you know, direct path that everybody should follow or whatever. But for me, um, I'm trying to do things in a certain order where it's graduation, job, wife, then kids. Um, and I think, you know, to get to the wife stage, which would be next, I would think, um, based on the trajectory, I'm, I'm real picky, real picky. Um, and people know this. Um, so I don't, I'm not, I'm definitely not caving to the pressure as Stephen alluded to that question. I'm mm. certainly not caving to that. I'm not in a rush. I think for me, the date and timeline keeps getting pushed back just because I'm experiencing more in life mm-hmm. um, and wanting to experience more. And I'm, I've never been a person to say, Hey, once I have kids, I'm going to stop traveling. Or once I have kids, I'm going to stop. No, I want my kids to experience stuff that I've never, I've never seen. Right. So if I'm going to go to Spain, my kids going to come with me to Spain. Right. So I'm not one that says to stop that, but in terms of, Hey, I want to go live in Spain for six months. I wouldn't do that with a child. Absolutely. Or, you know, I want to go take this job or quit my job and, you know, go, try out something in California for, you know, I'm going to give myself a year to do that. That I'm not going to do with the kid. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, it's like, okay, do all that, get all that out your system. Not to say that you won't have desires to do that when you start a family, but try to get most of that stuff that you see as a possibility for yourself, Mm -hmm. check it off, test it, see if it worked and then come back and do it. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm very conscious as I'm starting to work now, looking mm-hmm. at executives in my company, right? And I think you, you'll you see them and they could almost be like, you could just put a different name on the slide as like executives do like their intro slide and they have yeah. like their kids and their their wife and their dog and their, their boathouse, right? You could almost change boathouse. the name and it's, exa- it's the exact same, mm-hmm. right? They all got on the blue shirt with the blue tie from private school and, you know, I'm they all go to, to Maine or Vermont for two months out of there. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost the exact same. But literally, I'm that dude that does, like, the calculations. Like, so you've been working here for 20 years. Your kid's just 14. That means you had them at, you know, like, I'm yeah, that Yeah, you dude, start doing I'm the math. Dude. And you start to realize that a lot of people that are, you know, higher up. And I even do it with celebrities and things like that, had kids later on, right? And I think Mm -hmm. we've sort of seen, or at least it's been portrayed that, you know, nah, you have your kids at 20, 22, 24. It's like, no, a lot of these dudes is having kids at 32, Mm -hmm. 34, right? They're having their their last one at 39, almost 40. Mm -hmm. And I think they're, they're far more established and they have a different sense of structure and they're able to go on family vacations and they're able to do a lot of this stuff. And so when it comes to timeline, my thing has changed a lot since I was a kid, but I think it's because as a kid, it was just warped. Right. And so I think now it's just trying to get back on, okay, this is reality. If you mm-hmm. want your kids to have a certain life, then there's, there's a, there's a model to follow. It's, are you going to follow it? And <laughs> So I think for me, the pressure, I'm not really feeling it. Okay. Um, but even if I was feeling it, people already know what it is. Like, you can say whatever <laughs> you want to me. Um, if Shorty not there, there ain't no kids. And sure, let me go ahead. I'm done. No, you're straight. I'm like, I added to my notes, yo. So like <laughs> that way, when people ask me questions about you, I'm just going to refer to your exact words. And that way I don't get anybody in trouble because it'll just be your words. <laughs> I'm dead. So how about how about this? So I was thinking we, we spend a lot of time talking about kids, and kids, of course, are a big decision, and you know, life changing mm-hmm. as as, we, as we've been discussing. Um, so how do y'all feel? Let's lessen that degree. How do y'all feel about pressure to being in a relationship, just being in a relationship with a committed partner? You know, someone that you when it's Thanksgiving, when it's Christmas, when it's Easter, when it's church on Sunday that you come around with. And like, you know, in the family, introduced to the family and, you know, have a good time. Do y'all feel, <laughs> of course, everybody said no. Uh, do y'all feel pressure uh, in that regard to like be committed to someone at this young adult age that we're in? I think it's, it's, it's creeping. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, it wasn't, it's, it couldn't, it could only be so real when you're in school, even especially with a master's, it can only be so real. Uh, I think, I think, I think it lingers, but I also feel like as I grow older, I feel like adults, certain adults know not to step out of place. 
Like, you know, like, <laughs> that sounds terrible. I know, God. When y'all listen to this message, know that I say it in a very lighthearted manner. But, like, it's one of those things, like, not everybody has a jurisdiction to apply pressure and ask questions. You can make a joke, maybe. And I usually let jokes lie with adults because, you know, no one wants to be, like, you know, soft-skinned at, like, Thanksgiving. Like, we're here to crack jokes. Joke might hurt a little bit. You'll be all right. Um, but, you know, the, the actual exuding of pressure, like, parents got down a lot. You know, some of my favorite aunts and uncles have that. Like, I'll, I'll tell this story. When I first bought my car, right, this was 2017, right? I went with my uncle to buy it and everything. It was cool. I came to his house a week later to, like, drop off some stuff to him. And I walked into the house. And the first thing he said was, where's your girlfriend? I was like, huh? He was like, you bought a car just for yourself? And I was like, <laughs> I'm leaving your house. Because <laughs> this is the logic you use to help me buy my car. I can't help you do that. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think... The pressure, you know, something like I don't pressure doesn't bother me, though. I feel like when I'm ready to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, I never want to do something and it feels weird, it's out of place or whatever. And it's kind of like I'm, it's, it's always, I'm always going to put the pressure on myself to do what I got to do. So, nah, the pressure, the pressure don't, don't bother me. And I think my, my, even like my parents know that, but they also know like I'm not going to like become a six year old hermit or something. I think they're confident in my ability as an individual, as a man. So, mm-hmm. You're saying social, the family pressure doesn't really bother y'all. No, not really. I think the only, I have more, pre- this is funny though, because I guess they go in tandem as Corey said in terms of like kids and wedlock and everything. Yeah. I hear more pressure about like kids than actual relationship in that sense, just because it's like, I have more women like of our, my age demographic than mm-hmm. men. And we can leave the mm-hmm. conversation of, how men and women are treated in the black family caribbean african diaspora for a different pot mm-hmm. but for me larger conversation <laughs> a long long conversation maybe we'll bring somebody on for that too but mm-hmm. i get the press they all get pressure i get the pressure in the sense of like you know you becoming a man like what's up like you know and i'm using very english terms because that's not what they say obviously but mm-hmm. because i'm like one of the few guys there's pressure in the fact that i'm one of the few guys like that stands low and my brother being five years below me my cousin who's basically big bro being almost 10 years older than me already with his kid it's it's almost like it's kind of next in line but not really because there's women all in between and at before but it still exists in that nature so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think for me the family pressure is something that people don't even have to acknowledge right family pressure for me is well, I recognize my grandmother's getting older, right? I would love to, for her yeah. to see me get married type of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I would love to get married before, you know, when, you know, my mother's still able to appreciate it, right? Like all the all those types of things, I think are the pressure. When uh, OG and my family asked me about when I'm getting married, I said, have you been out here? Are, are, you, are you in the streets, bro? Like, do you know what's out here? And again, I'm not saying that, I'm that guys are the greatest and I'm the greatest. I'm certainly still in process. Right. But I think me being as picky as I am, me wanting to try to make, you know, uh, make my marriage or relationship like a one marriage thing. Right. I don't want to, you know, once I'm, once I'm married, I want that to be it. And I think to, to know that and to have that goal in mind makes the decision a lot harder Mm-hmm. um because it's it's not something that i take lightly and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that other people do but when you look at the numbers and that's one of the types of people i am i think like 50 percent end in divorce or something like that and i might be higher it, it might and it might be higher right and i think as much as people say well you can't look at the numbers right love conquers all and all this other stuff I almost ended. I almost ended our Zoom call when you said that. Bro. It don't. <laughs> it don't. It don't work for me. Like that concept. It doesn't work for me. I don't think it conquers all. I think there's a lot of conditions, right? I think the mm-hmm. the numbers don't lie, and so yeah, I agree. I agree. That the family pressure will never outweigh the way my mind works. Insert <laughs> air horns here, right here, right here. That's how, and that's how my mind works. My mind says fifty percent end in divorce. My mind says that I know where I am and what I offer. And so I need to find somebody that matches what I offer and what I bring to the table and bringing to the table has become this whole convoluted thing, but I yeah, think y'all yeah, get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <I talk to laughs> term. that's, that's sort of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, 
give me give me flack or whatever it doesn't matter that's sort of what how my mind works in that scenario mm-hmm. well, corey has been waiting to party yo just <laughs> coming yeah. in with spice flare heavy haymakers yo just haymakers everywhere. critical analysis broke down bro <laughs> love <laughs> considering what i'm thinking about <laughs> um but now for me just slide in real quick um i think that i don't feel pressure I, i've been um how do I say it? It's more relationship oriented than my fellow brothers have. Mm-hmm. You knew me and Kyle, you know, in my, in my past, you know, I do mm-hmm. in relationship with the other brothers. It's uh, some horn right there. I don't know. Which <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. The, 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 um, I got so, a Stephen A. One lined up for this one. <laughs> well, let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I have no problem being in a relationship, but um, I think there's pressure on the biological clock and like mm-hmm. i feel like there's always like i know the principle like as you get older like you know no matter what dreams we had when we were 15 it's going to change as we experience life and you know we have different viewpoints and our worldview changes all this, all that good stuff um so i always thought that like you know at least by like post 25 you know ideally before 30 i would have that that significant other i would have that family you know at least on the way, at least started, or at least the idea of it, or at least have the person I can not can imagine a future with them um, as well. But now that I'm at 25 and I'm like looking forward now, um, I didn't never imagine first and foremost where I would be right now um, back in those days. But second of all, um, I think that big concern is because like, I just don't, I always wanted to be a younger, I wanted my children to have younger parents, not necessarily a younger father. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to have like me and my, whoever my future wife is going to be. Like, you know, I wanted that to be something that's like, we do it by the time we're young so we can be young we can you know, be in our careers we can set like a good like example for them like you know we can actually be at there you know much less like you know go to their games but much i want to i want to help them practice like you know <laughs> when my kids they learn basketball i want to be on the court too i want to play against them i don't want to be breaking down and all and oh you know not to be ages but i want my body collapsing and we know it's going to happen if you don't stay in shape by the, like in the 20s honestly early 30s if you're not in shape by then it's tough for your body your body gonna start breaking down fast like you um, preaching today too, man. I gotta. <laughs> now I was thinking about that, but I was also thinking about it too. I know sometimes, like you know, and you know, I want to have a black family. Something I've always been openly, um, you know, open about. I guess to say, um, and I wanted to. There's just like a lot of concerns sometimes when you think about it. Something that another conversation for a different podcast, but something that's not always. Yeah. It's a scary. The scariness of like you know, if you want to, you know, black women to have babies, it's a very dangerous thing for them to have babies. You know, mm-hmm. their high mortality mm-hmm. rates. Like there's something that not always in the bigger conversation about our community, but things to be always talking about. Not necessarily like we, the podcast, but we as in like the- People, larger, you know, uh, black, society. Yeah, you know, people, yeah. black, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think about that too, because like, you know, if you, I'm afraid if I, you know, you wait too long, you know, I don't want anything disparaging to happen. I don't, you know, God mm-hmm. forbid, that's a fear of mine. It's a genuine fear of mine. Like, you know, you're having this pregnancy and everything going, like y'all, y'all got through the nine months, all that stuff. And then like, you end up coming home without your wife and with your baby or without both of them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, and that's tough. That's, that's, yeah. that's terrible. Like, there's a lot of a lot of people that go through that in the world. And so I, the, all those things together in my mind, I'm like, dang, you know, this should be the prime time to do it. Um, you know, I feel like we're, we're in our youth. Know, yeah. Everybody's you know, buys, like, like, I want to say work the world, you know, yeah. uh, coming to America, soar your worlds, you know, do what you got to do um, before you settle down. But like, I don't know, sometimes it's just weighing like what your priorities are, what you want for yourself, you know, how important it is for you to have that family. Um, stuff like that, and just balancing that between uh, that and your desires. If you're already that's speaking to young men in the world, though, um, and like you know, making sure that like I I like Corey and what like I guess what we're all talking about. Make sure the timeline fits like what we want for our lives and what how mm-hmm. and make sure it fits properly um, as well. Because you know I don't have to you know I'm not trying to speak for you two brothers, but you know I don't have to. I'm pretty sure I can assume we all support the black family here. You're like you know we all want that. You ain't know me. So the, the, no the, I, don't, I don't know why he said he couldn't speak for right. us. Like, <laughs> Mike, Mike, no, I'm creating trying to practice. I'm practicing my public face and speaking. Um, but you know, um, like you know, we want that to happen. So we gotta have, start having conversations more about how can we actually build that now in these new eras and yeah. stuff like because always, like Corey says, like modern tradition. Like we can't, we can't keep that, keep that. Um, paradoxical dynamic going in the future we got to we got to figure out something so we can have more babies and have healthy black babies and healthy family structure and stuff like that too so yeah. that's all in mind that's so i do feel i feel like i feel more internal pressure than like external the jokes are jokes we go all kiki key all day and that's gonna be fun and cute but like you know no i'm saying jokes we never get serious man 
Yeah, it's just like, because also I'm older than both my parents when they had started having children. So I'm like, dang. <laughs> like, you know, mm. you know, it's my mom. I think my mom was 22. My dad must have been 23, probably, when they had me move out. Oh, they're, they're close in age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. Like part. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's, it's something else. Now, I think you I think you bring up some interesting points, right? I'm older than my parents when they got married, right? And so yes. I think <laughs> really yeah. Interesting. Um, so I think but I think the practicality of relationships, but I think Mike, you made a really good point when it comes to internal pressure. Mm-hmm. I think for me, there's a reality where I meet or I have met amazing women, right? But there's there's a practicality element. We all have moved or are moving from our home spaces within the past year to vastly different spaces, right? We didn't move one town over, right? Mm -hmm. We move flights away and hours (laughs) away and hundreds of miles away, right? Mm -hmm. And what does that practically look like? You know, we can't expect our significant others to just, I'm quitting my job, but I'm coming with you. But we're also not like our parents where, you know, for good or bad, better or worse, you know, sort of live their lives in one space, more or less, right? Obviously, you know, different from it for immigrant background, so on and so mm-hmm. forth, but sort of settled in one space and stayed in and stayed in that space. And so as you look at it, if I want to move or if I get a new job or, you know, Mike does a postdoc and Steve, whatever, the world is so big for us now to be practical is saying, Yo, I met this dope girl when I'm 22, 23. She, you know, has this dope job. She's building her career, but I just got a job offer in California. I just got a job offer in Texas. What does that look like? And so I think for me, I'm starting to really understand the impact that time and circumstance plays in relationships, right? When somebody, when you look at the OGs, they'll say, yeah, I had her, but it was just the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And when you're young, you don't like that. Don't make sense. Like, what you mean it was the wrong time? Like, if she was bad, and why, why, why didn't you make the time work? Facts. Yeah, <laughs> combo was good. You make it work, and it, it doesn't always work like that, right? Sometimes the distance is just too much. Sometimes the FaceTimes aren't enough, and you know, sometimes you know, the love of your life is three thousand miles away that you met at a conference or that you met during a semester or abroad or whatever, whatever it is. And I think it's sometimes hard for older generations to understand that but it's also hard for us to practically put this into play yo what am i supposed to do Mm -hmm. right am i supposed to make this work because i might not find anything better if i don't make this work and find somebody else is that me settling right there's all these questions that lead to mike's point of this internal pressure probably more so than any external pressure could ever come right you got you know Mm -hmm. And like, you know, black women, when it comes to, to having to childbearing, you have the distance between relationships and the re- practicality of them. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much that you can't even think of like Thanksgiving, where your girlfriend at, bro, I'm, I'm not, I'm off that. I'm off that. <laughs> I, you know how much stuff off I got that. on my, <laughs> you know how much that. stuff I got on my mind, man. I'm, I'm not, it's not what I'm here for. I'm not here every month. Bro, I got I got six papers to do when I get home. I got a job interview. You over here asking, get off that, man. Get off that. <laughs> Yo, Corby, a man of Thanksgiving. Reset, turn it up, man. Get your priorities right. Get off that. Oh. Nah, but I think this has been a dope conversation. I think we could forget about the last question, man. I think this yeah. has been a dope conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I Dude, what, what's our time? Uh, I think we're approaching the hour low key. Oh, approaching the hour I got two head check interruptions from mom and my sister because we took some <laughs> photos the other day and they're trying to choose photos. So I, the pre- look at the pressure on time to choose photos. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not having no girl in the photos that's not going to be life- lifelong. So that's a wrap. No, I'm man. off it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. We can wrap it up right there. We can put the pin we in it. We can put the pin in it right there, yo. We can start sharing screens and let them know what we're doing for Pastor Ox, man. Oh man, I, I'll tell you what. I'll go first today, yo, because Corey sounds like based on Corey's uh, talking today, I feel like he should be the best for last, yo. Um, so I'm gonna go first. This song, uh, what you call it? I sent this y'all song. I think in August. I want to say maybe August or September. I take zero credit for finding the song. I happened to listen to Rory Moss podcast. Rory said it was a very good album. I listened to it. The album was phenomenal. Um, so this is Black Odyssey. This album is called Black Vintage. And the song I'm choosing right now is called Ghost Ride. Mm-hmm.
trees Niggas bleed, niggas blow trees Niggas live in sin so you can drown me in the blood of Jesus Jesus Fools stand for welfare, keep black men on these knees Why is it so? album called Black Ventures. Black Odyssey spelled B-L-K, all caps, and then Odyssey was O-D-Y-S-S-Y. I guess he doesn't like vowels in some consonants, but we'll just make it work as it comes. That was dope. Oh, excuse me, language. Well, this is really E, but I messed with I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) You straight, bro. All right, Mike, what we got, man? Yes, yes. Uh, Wale came out with the Lauren too. Actually, it was kind of hard to do to pass it all because I've been listening to a lot of non-modern music <laughs> recently, but um, uh, his Lauren too, of course, the continuation of his great... Uh, was it mixed? I haven't listened to this one yet. Was it good? It's pretty good. It's, it's, it's valid. I, I played it through like in the car, you know, it passed the car mm-hmm. test. And it's, you know, it was okay. Good. This is one of my favorite songs. More of my vibe. So I like. I love Wale when he slows it down. More poetic. Got the nice little sample and stuff like that. So this is... Caramel um, off of Full Armor 2 by Wale. God bless your life, Chuck Life. We love you. Church. Let's go. Caroline, my shit exposed. My heart is beating on my sleeve, but it ain't even broke. It's just that everybody see what I ain't mean to show. And if I'm falling, you ain't gotta be my pick me up. The path you walking probably hard enough. This really love. I'm really going through some problems I won't share with her. I let her walk and pray that God will send her when I'm good. Girl, don't be geeking on no one. Spend a week all alone. I've been chasing these goals, I've been unreachable, don't I? It's facetious to think that she may be squeezing this boy. You don't really know people till y'all be speaking to lawyers. It's your job, your passion. It's your passion, your love. It's your love, your world. Is your world not enough? If you chase it and chase it, will it be bag or be girl? Until you carry them both, nothing is caramel though. What's sweet? I'm about to listen to that when I'm driving around this week. I'll get ready for that. And that's worth it. It's dope. It's a dope tape. All right. Um, last um, but not least, money team, money team, money team. <laughs> um, this is a new artist that I came across a couple about a month ago, I think. Um, artist's name is Topaz Jones. The song is called Black Tame.
expect me to do? Something special in them jeans, they be stretching the truth. She put a pep in the step of the pep in the pews. I had to rep and sweat and have to cry your left from the pew. Uh, if you bring her home to mama, bet she'll never approve. Plus, she love to ask about the one who you've been exclusive with. Cross her, that could be the nail of your crucifix. I hear the tick tock and now, time to lock it down. Your homie saying, don't commit, nigga, shop around. Birds flock around, we flirt a bit, but soon as I find time for us to kick it, then I'm Charlie Brown. Uh, and what's the cause of it? If it's a fatal attraction, what's the laws of it? I really need the attention, give me y'all love it. I flick it up for the freaks, I bet they all love it. Yeah. But it's just on some platonic shit At least until they chronic lit Gin and tonic mix You ain't the man unless you got a chick For every occasion Milkshake from McDonald's Thicker, skinny, and basic And subtracting an X Never in the equation No better than caveman Had me tripping Trying to step on temptations But I can have two left feet And no rhythm If she did give a sec to me It's no kidding Can tell it in her eyes Need umbrellas for her cries She been telling little lies The size of Nicole Kidman And I have two Do whatever for that Whoop, whoop, whoop They boo-hooing while I boo-hoo you Need something new Yeah, need something new. Glass of shape, looking elastic. Not an hour pass without the shouts and harassment. Got a lot of followers hollering for a pick or at least an app to acknowledge them. Uh, teach a college course on a college and got endorsements and sponsors and they promising a bag at a doorstep for the promo. It's like a big old Rihanna forehead is a logo, but so goes the saga. If she can make more than a mama while walking in them clunky Balenciagas, who am I to judge it? Uh, these rappers tricking to their yada budget just to get attention when they out in public. This what it come with, how you love it? Or how you love anyone in particular when they come in their hunters? We was raised to be the hunters and providers for our mothers if our fathers didn't love us. Our sisters who get the brunt of it Run through bitches just for the fun of it Uh, yeah, at one point you had enough of it Settle down, you know the husband bit Ah, yeah, this the culture I was accustomed with We tried adjusting, but we couldn't get the cuffs to fit And she be quick to fist the cuffs when we discussing it Keep it a stack with your brick by brick We'll build the trust again Everybody came serious today Opaz Jones, man, make sure y'all go check him out I like that. That was good. Yeah, the resource. Just a good. hint at what's coming back. Right, yo. Good, good session, man. Good session. Gotta keep people on their toes, man. They were sleeping on us for a little bit. Everybody like, where the pod? Yeah, you done with the pod? I said, nah, we all we all getting settled, man. It's Thanks. Coming. It's Thanks. Coming. Yeah, man. You would think they would engage more and they miss it. <laughs> like, you know, we need we need the likes, the comments, the ratings. Look, I really, I really want to do a segment that is focused on questions, comments. You know, I'm not I don't want to call it like an advice column or anything like that, yeah. but like questions, comments, feedback, or whatever. So in order to do that um and be interactive with y'all, we need the feedback, whether it be IG, most of the people, if you could reach out to us individually, please do. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we're hoping to be more engaged on social media now that we're coming back, but please engage with us because we want to include that as a segment. Um, at least I do. And so we need, we need y'all to be able to do that. So. For sure. Well, this is your boys, Mike. Ooh, look at my camera going crazy. <laughs> Mike, Corey, myself, Steven, back after a small hiatus, I guess we'll call it. We'll be back full time real soon. Stay posted on the IG. Um, and interact and as Corey said and give us feedback that's what we're here for um, so love be easy peace conversations conversating talking about a black bitch
want a sequel, you can catch us at 5pm Every Sunday, telling stories about the culture Do out and sculpture, recording every Friday So here it our way, no need to catch a flight away Stay tuned for our take Station.